0: Hello everyone, welcome to a somewhat special episode of the Patches in Podcast. It's just a wee solo one with your boy Hamish here. It's Ham Solo 3, I suppose. i think of a tagline. Well, I'm going to run out of these so so quickly. Uh, unfortunately, just due to, you know, scheduling, because we're, we're busy guys, I'm not joined by Huberto or Domothy. Uh, I called them that because they wouldn't let me do that to their face, so may as well. Get it in while way I can. However, on the plus side, Dom and the lovely Angie, his better half, have uh, also done a wee solo podcast. Duo podcast, couple podcast, whatever you want to call it. So really, you're getting two podcasts for the price of one this time around. But don't worry, uh, you will get a bit of input from Hugh. I messaged him earlier on and I said, you know, I'm going to do a wee solo podcast earlier on. Do you want to say anything to anyone? And he said... Who's this? I don't have this number saved. So thanks Hugh for the input. Let's see, what's new? What's uh, what's been happening? It feels weird not, you know, asking the guys that and trying to come up with my own stuff. Been working a lot, had to cover. uh, There's a a lassie that's off work for a wee while after she went to the doctors. I went to the doctors myself recently, actually just a wee check-up. Had not been in a long time, but had a, a cocktail night and man, did I not feel good after that. I was, I was suffering bad, like worse than usual. So I went to the doctor's, just got a wee checkup, and it was it was kind of weird. He said I could play with myself anytime I want to. Well, I mean, he technically said I could have a stroke at any time, but you know, potato potato. I went to see a, a psychic as well. Uh, just you know, try something new. It was good though. She said I was going to come into money, and then yeah, a day later I matched with a girl called Penny on Tinder. So things are looking up. <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm I'm a few cans deep. Actually, this is version two of Ham Solo Three. I recorded a wee bit and then I realised. Oh wait, no, that's not recording from my microphone. That's recording from the laptop. So, and you know me. I'm a perfectionist. You can tell us by my incredible editing skills and hosting skills when I'm when I'm hosting the pod. Obviously, don't let us ramble or talk crap or anything at all. You know. Uh, let's see, so I was actually at my, what well, was my aunt's 60th birthday, it was like a surprise birthday party, just uh, got one of those wee bubble things, it's like a big dome, kind of like the ones that you see like in places to go and watch the northern lights, but this is in the back of a, a garden and you can just see rain because it's Scotland, but you know, as you do at parties, you know, had a few drinks and all that, had a good time, uh, it was nieces and nephews and stuff like that there and they as kids do we're playing games and stuff like that they decided I was a, I must have been a spy or I mean yeah I think it was a spy or something yeah they decided that I must be a spy or like a double agent so one of them comes up to me and she's like what's, what's your real name? And I'm like what are you talking about? and she's like oh, well, you must be a spy, so so what's your real name and what's your spy name? And I was like, well, you know, my my name's James. My real name's James. And then I was like, but, you know, I wouldn't tell you my spy name, obviously, if I was a spy. So they they talked it over, and they decided that my spy name would be Dark Beer Man. And I said, "Uh, what are you talking about? Why? And she was like, because you're dark and you drink a lot of beer. Bear in mind, I've not seen this, Lassie, in a couple of years because of COVID, and you know, so you must be basing this off of the amount of beers that I drank in, like, that was only probably two, three hours in or something like that. So it's good to know that I'm, you know, letting the, the future family know just what to expect when I'm at, at family parties. That's, that was a good feeling. <laughs> but no, a good good night was had by all, so that was nice. Uh, oh, as if, as if that disrespect wasn't enough, I got hustled. Yeah, your boy Hamish was hustled. So wee bit of background. Uh, I did, in fact, match with a lassie on Tinder, and we've been talking. And uh, I'm just, I'm just going to put it out there. I'll be honest. I'm a wee bit, you know. I wouldn't say vain. That's not the right word, but I like to make an effort sometimes, you know. And I'm also, I'm getting up there the age, and I've had a stressful life dealing with you for God knows how long. And Dom, you know, they're they're the worst, as you've heard from any other podcast. So I've got a few grays you know, I'm the silver fox, at least that's, you know, what I say to stop myself from crying all the time. So I went to ASDA and I was looking at hair dye, just every now and again, you know, if, if I've got something big coming up, like a wedding or, you know, some kind of special occasion, I think, if there's going to be photos, if there's going to be, you know, someone I need to make a good impression on, I'll just cover the greys up a wee bit, you know, nothing nothing ridiculous, you know, but, uh, so i go to ASDA and I don't really care about brands, I don't know anything about them. Don't want to spend loads of money because it's just, it's. you're meant to put, leave these things on for like, I don't know what, 30, 40 minutes usually. I stick them on for like 10 minutes just to cover a wee bit. So I find these two boxes, don't know which one's better, but they're both in the reduced section. Couple of quid each. So, yeah, whatever, I'll just get both, you know, I'll, I'll use the other one eventually. Take them to the self serve checkout because, you know, fuck dealing with people, if you don't have to. and. Scan the first one, comes up, a couple of pounds, no problem at all. Scan the second one, and it comes up like a full price. And Bear in mind, this isn't, you know, that much, but it's not really something that's that important to me. So I'm like, ah, I don't really want to pay full price for it, you know. So I hit void, you know, it, it cancel items, and I choose the, the full price one. And then it comes up saying, basically, like, yeah, that's no problem. We'll just need to get someone over to confirm that for you. Do you want to continue? I'm like you, motherfucker. You know I don't want someone to come over here and judge me for this. I look over and it's this this lassie that I talk to like on a fairly regular basis because it's just a few shops down from where I work. I'm like, do I really want to explain this to her? Do I really want to admit that I'm desperately grasping onto my youth and covering up my greys? So yeah, got hustled. Had to pay a film price. Yeah. So yeah, anyway, was looking. Uh, I mean, I'm obviously 10 out of 10, but I was like 11 out of 10 now. Ah, no one's buying that. I look like a, like a soft 4, right? After my dying of my hair. But yeah, a couple of wee cinema dates with this lassie. And the dates themselves went well, but I only saw one film that I would actually recommend to anyone. Like the other things that I saw, just god awful. So let's see, what was there? There was Jungle Cruise, right? Now, don't get me wrong. Dwayne. I know you're a big fan of mine, so I hope you're not too hurt when I when I tell you this, but that film was just trash, man. Like I'm a big fan of yours and I know I know you love this podcast, but wow, really. I can be a bit guilty of like watching a film purely for one actor or one actress and, you know, getting through it, enjoying it, no problem, even if it's not the best thing in the world. But my god. For those of you that don't know, Jungle Cruise, Disney film, based on the ride, Jungle Cruise. In uh, Disneyland. It's much like Pirates of the Caribbean. Except there's no pirates. So what's the point? You know what I mean? I've just realised how much I say you know what I mean. I'm just going to assume from now on you guys all know what I mean. Okay. And I'll try and stop saying that so much. But anyway. I don't have an issue with them making another film based on a ride. But it's like so formulaic. It's the exact same idea as Pirates of the Caribbean. And don't get me wrong. Emily Blunt. She was, she was good in it. Good acting. Uh, who else was in it? Jesse Plemons. He's just—he plays a creep so well, man. He's so creepy that guy. If you've ever seen Game Night, you'll realize how creepy he can actually be. I think he's been pure mad creepazoid and a few other things, but um, you know, he—he he was fine in it. Not like amazing standout. Uh, Paul Giamatti. He was—he's a great actor, like as far as you know his, his actual craft goes, but. Yeah. His character didn't have enough to work with to actually show any of his skill. Jack Whitehall, the comedian, I was actually quite impressed with him. He was, I mean, again, not the most in-depth character. So, you know, he's not going to be winning any Oscars or any, that, or any awards with that portrayal. But yeah, he was fine. But Dwayne, DJ, Rocky, man, what? His acting wasn't even that bad. His acting is just, it's the rock. You know what I mean? It's... You know what you're getting. But the film is just garbage, mate. It was crap. So, the spoilers, you know, if you're desperate to see this heap of shite, Emily Blunt needs to get somewhere. The Rock is the only person that can really kind of take her there. They go there, there's cursed people, much like Pirates of the Caribbean. They fight them, and then, oh, it turns out, you know, The Rock has a history of this curse as well. Much like fucking Johnny Depp did in Pirates of the Caribbean. It's just, there were no surprises in this film, you know what I mean? It was just, meh. That was shite, basically. It's had an amazing weekend as well, and that just shows you the power of like a star, a celebrity, like The Rock. He can draw anything in, even if it's absolute tat that he's in. And I don't know if this is just the way that I've seen articles worded, but apparently there was talk of like a universe of it. So sequels, basically. And that's just a terrible idea. It's just, no, no, not looking forward to that at all. Let's see, what else? Oh, uh, Fast and the Furious 9, or F9, or how the fuck we've we made nine of these, whatever it's called. That was also pretty shite. Don't get me wrong, it's a Fast and the Furious film. I knew what I was getting into, right? So, I've got no one to blame but myself, technically, but, you know, some, like I say, sometimes I can just kind of switch off and enjoy a film for what it is, but... When I watch a movie these days, ever since kind of starting a podcast, when I'm playing a game, when I'm watching a movie, that kind of thing, in the back of my mind I'm always making wee notes, thinking what can I say about this on the next podcast when I bring it up and uh, like I'm sitting there at the end of that movie like, what the fuck am I even going to say about that? That was just, just shit. I'm sorry, but man that was, it was not a good film. I think probably the best part of it, you get Tyrese Gibson, Ludacris, and Natalie Emanuel, and Tyrese Gibson starts, this is not long after he's driven a jeep through a minefield and got like blown up, and then like it looks like he gets crushed by the truck, and but he's still fine, and so all that ridiculous shit happens. But he starts talking to them, and he's like, you know, they kind of poke fun at the fact that the series has escalated to such a an insane point. And he's saying how, you know, he's like showing them his jacket, these are bullet holes, but I'm not hurt. We've uh, taken on tanks, planes, don't get me started on the submarine. So, you know, like obviously the writers of the movie know that this is just some bullshit at this point. But Tyrese Gibson's saying like maybe we're invincible, you know, maybe this, maybe we're not human type thing his, his, his argument is. And Ludacris is like, I mean, what's like, what do they say when a theory is proven time and time again? And is it true? Is it the most reasonable explanation? Kind of thing. And you think, gosh, oh, oh, they're actually going to, are they going to go with this? Like, are they going to lean in to the whole, like, basically they're superheroes thing? But then Ludacruz is like, nah, you're a fucking idiot. Like, shut up. We're not invincible, kind of thing. So that was kind of funny. But then, you know, early on in the film, they're doing that. They're basically calling themselves out. On the crazy bullshit that happens. And Ludacris and Tyree Skipson later on, like an hour later or whatever, are in space blowing shit up and like driving into shit. And it's like, it's just, it's wild. It's wild. Uh, it was nice to see John Cena. More John Cena because I'll be talking about Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad. Not Suicide Squad because that's different. I'll be talking about him more soon. It was good to see him but he's, I feel like... It was night and day between the two films because he clearly didn't have a lot to work with in this film because it's a fucking Fast and Furious film, basically. But I did like John Cena. I mean, Vin Diesel's Vin Diesel. Like, Let me just up the base on this and then I can do exactly what he does, you know what I mean? Shave my head and stuff like that. You see, like, uh, basically if, if, basically, if you've not seen it or not heard, John Cena is Vin Diesel's long-lost brother in it. So there's flashbacks of when they were kids and stuff like that. And see the two actors that they got? Ridiculous. Like, there's a like a 4% resemblance. Right? I could not suspend my disbelief enough as it was in this film. But then it shows you these kids and I'm like, nah, that's, that's clearly not them. I'm pretty sure Vin Diesel came out of the womb bald and John Cena came out of the womb with a fucking protein shake. Like, he's been on a long-ass bulk for a long, long time. So, nah, these, these, these kids just weren't cutting it. Yeah, I realise some babies actually do come out bald. But you know what I mean, like, shaved head bald, not, like, baby bald, okay? I don't know baby stuff, right? Anyway, yeah, just, even though I knew what I was getting myself into, like, nah, not for me. I did like, however, in the end credits, you get to see Deckard Shaw. So Jason Statham's character, if you've seen Hobbs and Shaw, or, like, some of the some of the other Fast and the Furious films he, he was in, he was, like, the bad guy in one of them, whatever. Um, because I, I prefer Hobbs and Shaw, to be honest. I find Jason Statham and The Rock a lot more enjoyable to watch than, you know, the, the kind of main characters of the Fast and the Furious franchise. The Rock has said recently that he's done with Fast and the Furious, uh, he's, he's not going to be in 10 or 11, and what I took away from that was 10 and 11, are you fucking shitting me, you've got two more ideas, like, you went to space in this one, where the fuck are you going to go now? It's just, ah, It's crazy. But yeah, moving on because I'm, I'm I'm getting annoyed. Like I'm actually like that disappointed in the film, and I wasn't even looking forward to it in the first place, really. But ah, uh, oh, this one's a bit this one's a bit daft, right? I saw Tom and Jerry. Yes, the Tom cat and Jerry mouse or whatever the f- is, if that's their actual names. I think it is. Which is ridiculous. You know, Scooby Doo's real name is Scoobert Doo. Scoobert Doo. Wow. Parents must have hated them. Anyway, uh, so I saw. Tom and Jerry, meh. I mean it's it's weird, it's like a it's like a, it's like a reboot it's where they first meet. There's a couple of funny bits in it, mostly carried by Michael Pena, who I think is funny and, and everything. I don't think I've ever seen him in it and that I've not enjoyed them in. Chloe Grace Moretz, she was alright as well, but also just kinda of there. Oh my god, guys, look at time, huh? Sparking time. You know, I bet you I've got more sparks than uh than Dom and Angie do. In fact, I think they're on the wine, so still. We we just count sparks, let's be honest, guys. So yeah, where was I? Tom and Jerry, yeah. Really don't have much to say about it. I mean, despite the conclusions that you'll come to when you listen to me on this podcast, I'm an adult, so like, it's obviously not aimed towards me, and I really do think that you'd probably be okay with it if you were, you know, you popped it on for your kids. It wouldn't be like an absolute Pain in the arse, like frozen. Yes, I'm saying it frozen. is shit is terrible. Tangled is way better. Uh, you know, you you would get some laughs out of it in the background where your kids actually enjoyed it, but definitely not one I would suggest going out of your way to watch. You know what I mean? That does, however, bring us to the good film that I've seen recently, and Dom has probably spoken about this on his podcast, uh, his his lesser podcast this week. And that movie is. The Suicide Squad. So, this one's a bit weird. Not the film, I mean, well, no, actually, the film is very strange, uh, in a good way, but it's, I I think it's kind of in the same universe, but it's, I think it's kind of in the same universe, but also kind of a soft reboot. Uh, Like, Harley Quinn still has, like, a friendship with Rick Flagg and Boomerang and stuff like that, Kevin Boomerang, but at the same time, like, it's a new story, so... I don't really know the the logistics of it, but you can basically take it as its own entity. But anyway, man, what a film! I loved this film. This is basically James Gunn letting his hair down and just being creative. You know what I mean? This is not him sitting there stressing out like, "All right, what's you know what's popular these days? What's uh, what needs to be in this film?" This is him sitting there with a joint in his wee sketchbook, like, just going wild. That's what the version of this film is, and it works so well. It's, you know, it's tongue-in-cheek, it's ridiculous. There's some just downright stupid stuff in it, but it works. It all works so perfectly. I really kind of, like, struggled to find many flaws in it at all. Even, like, things that I don't really care too much about in films. Soundtrack, for example, it was awesome. I, I enjoyed the Suicide Squad soundtrack as well, but in this one, the Suicide Squad music, again, on point. There's, you know, a ton of ridiculous characters. Not all of them last very long, mind you, but there's some fun characters that are played by some pretty big names. There's some cool cameos in it. Michael Rooker, Pete Davidson, uh, Pom Clemente, who played Mantis, is even in a scene uh, briefly. Obviously like a friend of James Gunn from Guardians of the Galaxy days. Yeah, you've even got fellow director Taika Waititi as Ratcatcher 1. Yes, the number's important because there is two of them. Ratcatcher 2 was actually a, a, a nice character. She was she dead was sweet. She was kind of the, the soul, the heart and soul of the movie. Like, complete polar opposite. I mean, despite... I mean, she controls rats, for God's sake. like And all the hilarity that comes with that. But at the... Real kind of crux of her storyline and her character. It was quite sweet, quite, you know, somber. Uh, funny story actually about her her wee sidekick called Sebastian, right? And Sebastian is just a rat. A very friendly rat, tries to shake hands and waves at people, you know. But just a rat. And this rat is actually voiced by a pretty big name in the voice actor circle, D. Bradley Baker. Uh, if you guys have seen things like American Dad, he's Klaus, the fish. Uh, if you're watching The Bad Batch just now on Disney+, Plus, he's Captain Rex. Like he's, well, he's clones, you know. Uh, what else? I think he was in The Mandalorian as well. He's done a bunch. But the funny thing is, right, he's actually voiced rats eight times. This is his eighth time doing the voice acting for a rat. This rat doesn't talk. It just makes rat noises. And he's done that, like, eight times in, like, the Ratatouille video game and stuff like that, and Thundercats and shit. I don't know why I brought that up, I just thought that was quite a funny, strange fact. Obviously, Suicide Squad, you've got Harley Quinn as well, Margot Robbie, and right, she's obviously a super popular character, and I think that Margot Robbie does a great job playing Harley Quinn. I think she enjoys it too, I think she said she'll do it for, like, as long as she can, but a wee bit lacklustre in this film, in my opinion, not... Anything to detract from her performance, it was fine. It was, you know, it was same as always, basically. It's just, we know what we're getting with Harley Quinn. Now, you know, it's, it's nothing really new. And when you contrast that with this plethora of new, unique, unknown individuals, it just kind of... She just fades in the background a wee bit. She's got plenty of funny lines and stuff like that, but just, you know, it was nothing that special. Also I wasn't really a fan, like near the start of the film they obviously go down the, the romantic route and I just hate that in films, it's like you can't help but think that they're like oh Margot Robbie, beautiful woman or oh, Harley Quinn, pure lusted after character, there needs to be some kind of romance, there needs to be like she needs to have sex at some point and fair enough that whole it's, it's not like a massive storyline in it it's over quickly but all I could think was, uh, was that really necessary? Like, just cut out that whole, you know, relationship bit. You can even keep the same interaction with the characters. You just don't need to go so in depth with, like, alright, oh, well, they're romantically involved and in they're. You'll know if you see it. Like, I don't want to spoil too much. I don't care about spoiling the other crap that I saw, but this one I actually want people to watch and enjoy. You've got uh, Joel Kinneman as Rick Flagg. Again, kinda like he is obviously the same character as the, the previous Suicide Squad film. He's a wee bit different, he's a bit less uptight, he's a bit of a a more fun character. But let's be honest, he's he's just a guy compared to you know, when you've got him walking next to like a humanoid shark thing or like there's literally like a weasel, like a human weasel thing. He just doesn't he just doesn't exactly stand out, you know what I mean? There was talk of him being written out of it. But I'm glad that he wasn't because he ends up, you know, helping another character, one of the better characters in my opinion, grow and gives, you know, a bit more depth to the character and again, trying not to spoil too much because you, you just need to watch it. If you like James Gunn type stuff, if you like Guardians of the Galaxy or even the previous Suicide Squad, if you like creative, fun films that are still really well made, then you need to get on this. But yeah, Rick Flagg, he was alright. You got Viola Davis back as Amanda Waller, again same basic idea, like uh, like she was in the previous film, cutthroat bitch, will do anything that it takes, basically. Again, not there's nothing new there, you know what I mean? So, where the film really excels though, is Idris Elba who plays Bloodsport and John Cena as Peacemaker. Well, apparently John Cena was in it. I couldn't see him. Ha! <laughs> oh, God, sorry about that. That was awful. But no, really. the Not only just the individual characters, but the relationship, the the repartee that these two had with each other was just hilarious. So you get Idris Elba, right? No offence to Will Smith. Originally, they were going to bring back Will Smith's character, Floyd Lawton, Dead Shot. Will Smith wasn't interested, so they were going to have Idris Elba Take his place. Then they kind of decided against that. They were like, nah, in case Will Smith or, you know, we want to use Deadshot again with Will Smith in the future, we'll just have a new character. So they decided on Bloodsport, to be honest. Same kind of idea, like Marksman, you know, anything in his hands, a deadly weapon type thing. Kind of interchangeable, but personally, I feel like Elba is a far superior actor. And, oh, he was, he was so funny in this. Not even, like, you know, making stupid jokes and stuff like that. But he's just that grumpy, old, miserly guy. Like, he's getting introduced around the Suicide squads and, and you get people, like, you know, humanoid weasel things. And all these strange people. And every time he meets a new one or they say something stupid, he's like, fuck's sake. Fuck. What the fuck? And I'm like, oh, I've never related so hard to a character. Like... You just He's just done with all this shit before they even start. So he was incredible. But honestly, I think that John Cena steals the show. His character, Peacemaker, and you know, he is a bit of a douchebag in it. They kind of play on that though. Like, even though John Cena is like this massive guy who looks like he could pulverize your face in one punch, he does have a kind of goofiness about him. And they do kind of lean into that, which worked really well. I mean... While we're talking about John Cena, for wrestling fans, he's kind of like, you know, Kurt Angle and he's Milk and, you know, he's kind of, he's not a goody two-shoes by any means, but he's that kind of, like, he's that kind of lame guy, you know what I mean? But the back and forth between Edra Silva and John Cena, it's just absolutely a highlight of the film. They're basically kind of, you know, touted as the same type of thing, you know, expert marksman anything's a weapon in their hand idea. So there's a wee rivalry between them and it's it's pretty funny. But, you know, conversely, from John Cena's goofiness, there's some scenes where there's, you know, serious shit going down and he nailed it. Honestly, like, props to him and he acted the shit out of it. And I'm so glad like there's going to be a Peacemaker spin-off. It's a, a TV show. It'll actually be the first, like, DCEU TV show which is interesting, but I'm already looking forward to it. James Gunn, I think he kind of wrote it as just like a a laugh really. He was bored during lockdown and thought, you know, this is never going to get picked up but yeah, fuck it, why not, I'm bored, I'll, I'll write this down and lo and behold they're making it into a show, so I'm really looking forward to that. So I think that pretty much does it for what I've been seeing. I have played a few games, I played Omno which is just recently on Game Pass. Did a wee bit of streaming on the, the Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Patches Gaming the other night. Smashed out in one session, not, like not completionist doing everything, but, you know, the whole story. Quite a, a pretty wee game, you know, not too long. I think it was about four hours maybe. If you've got a spare afternoon evening, you know, I would recommend it. Pretty simple puzzles and it's got that relaxing factor. And there's dinosaurs, which is always good, you know. Also been on a bit of a CD project, Red binge. So I've been playing the new Witcher mobile game. It was a monster slayer, something like that. And, it's, you know, it's very similar to like Pokemon Go. Although instead of catching Pokemon, you kill monsters. Surprise, surprise. Uh, any of you that have, you know, listened to the podcast previously will know I'm a big Witcher fan, big fan of the series. So obviously I had to give this a shot. Uh, It is pretty well made. You know, there's like a voice acted campaign storyline thing in it. I'm not massively far into it, but you get the the voice acted moments with the 3D models. There's quite nice kind of cutscenes with nice artwork. Again, all fully voiced. And the quests aren't just simply, go to this place, kill this monster. Go to that place, kill that monster. There's like wee puzzles and things like that, and then like scavenger hunt type. Things, so I mean, if you're a fan of like uh, Pokemon Go or Witcher series or you know mobile games, and you're wanting to get a bit more active, certainly recommend it. Also, if you do play it and you like it, you need to send me a friend code because you get like wee parcels that you can send to people, but you can't even open them. You can't even open your own parcels. How rude! But anyway, send me a friend code if you if you do decide to play it, so I can send you some some supplies. Be prepared though; you do have to wander off quite a bit sometimes, I live down the street from like a castle on the water and I had to go like down to it, around the other side of it, and you know, onto like the beach, rocky area, like almost right in the fucking water, if it was low tide I would have had no chance to find this goddamn griffin and kill it, and you will inevitably need to put up with the whole, like when you're walking about doing quests, people are going to look at you, much like Pokemon Go, like, what is that fucking weirdo doing? But if you can deal with that then, you know, go for it. Another nice feature though, uh, I I was a wee bit worried because you need to go to specific places like to pick up things or kill certain monsters. I was thinking to myself, what if this is in private property or, you know, somewhere inaccessible. But you can actually, if you're far enough away from the objective, you can like reset the location of the quest so it'll put it somewhere closer to you. That's a good idea. Obviously, they they saw ahead of time like that might be a problem for people, so that's quite good. But yeah, while the weather's still semi decent, you should give that a shot if you're a fan of those types of games. And uh, speaking of CD Project Red, I have also been right back into Cyberpunk. So I did play this when it first came out. As I was saying, big fan of the Witcher series, so I was I was so hyped for Cyberpunk. And in case you didn't hear. Didn't do so well at launch. I still gave it a shot. This was on the old uh, Xbox One X and it it was running okay apart from when I was driving See when I got in a car, the frame rate just like dipped slower than it feels to me when Hugh and Dom talk about fucking Final Fantasy or something like that. That's how bad it was. So I decided to just give it a rest um, wait until patches and also I've now got a Xbox Series X, and the difference is astronomical. I've had, like, zero problem with frame rates or anything like that. The game looks gorgeous, and honestly, I'm loving it. Are there glitches? Yeah, of course. But it's things like, you know, like an NPC popping up out of nowhere. Maybe something on the ground that it doesn't let me pick up and stuff like that. So far, touch wood, there's not been anything... You know game breaking or nothing that's really irked me you know it's things that i can forget about and like a minute later i'm already moved on and thinking about something else and you know what the storylines in it the writing which was my favorite thing about the witcher 3 yeah, a lot of people even say like you know side quests and stuff like that were incredible bloody bad and is one that always comes to people's mind but the writing is up to par it's the same thing it's obviously you know, different because it's fantasy versus cyberpunk style. But no, it's it's totally drawn man. You've got, you know, side missions, where I've, I've just, earlier on when I was playing it, helped, there's like an AI car, AI driving chauffeur system, whose personality splits into all these fragments. Uh, they're all different types. One of them's GLaDOS from Portal, which was funny, loads of wee easter eggs like that. And then you've got the main storyline, which... Just pulls no punches, man. It's it's a it's a raw, real game, you know what I mean? Not even just the whole adult side of things won't we'll say. Uh, but like, you know, just I just got punches you sometimes with like real shit, you know, like people dying and yeah, the writing's incredible. And if I need to put up with a very tiny minor inconvenience of a glitch every couple of hours for a spectacularly written game then, yeah, I'm, I'm totally fine with that. No problem whatsoever. Sparky time. Yeah, uh, There's there's so much of it as well. Like, it's a massive game so far from what I can see. I've not played tons. I mean, I had a previous save file that I was talking about, and that was only like maybe three or four hours. This one I've probably put maybe 20 hours into. So, I've, I've still got a lot to see, but like, every area you go to, which is controlled by like a different fixer, someone that sets you up with jobs, like, they're always just like, alright, can you go do this? 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 There's honestly so much to it, which is great. I'm not, that's not a complaint, you know, I'm, I'm in thoroughly enjoying it, so I want more content, you know what I mean? So, if anyone who's listening, if they were apprehensive about it after hearing everything that went on if you were if you're still on the fence then as long as you've got like a new gen console or a a good PC then i would say go for it you know what i mean like if you're on the previous gen you're just going you're going to have a bad time basically so i wouldn't recommend it then but when you eventually do upgrade do not forget this game play it you will enjoy it so that is pretty much it for What I've played, what I've seen, what I've done. So it's news time. And I don't have one of the guys to make that stupid news noise. So I'm just going to have to tell you this is the news. I'm not drunk enough to debase myself to make such a stupid noise. He says after doing the John Cena trumpet. So news, let's see. And you know what? I apologise in advance. See, because I am terrible at remembering what we've already talked about. Like, see when we used to do every week podcasts? No problem at all. You know, I can remember a week, but the amount I drink, two weeks for me, that's like, nah, that's a no-go. Not only that, but so I might repeat myself, but also Dom is obviously going to be going over some news on his podcast. So I'm not going to go like massively into anything in case he spends loads of time talking about it as well. But hopefully he picks up on anything that I missed as well. So anyway, without further ado, South Park, any South Park fans out there? I'll be honest, I've not really kept up with it for, you know, quite some time now. That being said, though, it was quite cool to hear that, you know, like, Trey Parker and Matt Stone, the creators, they've signed a new deal, so they're now making South Park for Paramount Plus up to season 30, and not only that, they're going to make 14 movies. They're, like, streaming movies, so, you know, they'll probably be, like, an hour long, long episodes, basically, but That's still pretty incredible, you know what I mean? Uh, There's at least two in 2021 this year, and considering we're already in August, that's quite impressive. So definitely good news for South Park fans. There's also, I mean, it's not even a rumour, it's basically confirmed that EA are going to be making Jedi Fallen Order 2. What they said was, you know, we'll continue to invest in the Jedi Fallen Order franchise and if that doesn't mean they're making another game I don't know what else you could you know take from that so you know something I'm not sure that we've actually talked about because I, I can't remember when this news kind of broke but it's, it's pretty big news the Scarlett Johansson Disney lawsuit basically for those that don't know uh, Scarlett Johansson's filed a lawsuit and it's because with the Black Widow movie coming out, she was so she was promised a certain amount of the sales of cinema tickets, theatre tickets, but obviously Disney these days have been releasing things not only in the cinema but with the Premier Access feature where you can just pay for it in your house and these haven't been included and basically Scarlett Johansson's argument is that people that would have been going to see it in the cinema, which, you know, some of them yeah certainly but there are going to be people who would have just wanted to see it in the comfort of their own home so it is a wee bit of a kind of murky one i don't know where you really draw the line and and you know i do get where she's coming from if she was under the impression that it was only going to be a, a cinematic release because i remember there was a lot of back and forth like when it was releasing how it was releasing so, obviously, this was well after it was filmed, so the contract would have been signed way, way before. So, yeah, she's she's probably losing money. But, yeah, on the other hand, you can, like, I mean, you must have got paid how much? I'm sure Disney's not been bad to you, you know I mean? She's been in the franchise for a long time. She's not exactly fucking working for minimum wage. like. And that's not to say it's all about money, you know, it, it might be the principle for her. She is in a good position where, you know, even if Disney were to drop her like a lead balloon, then she's still going to get cast and things, probably. But it's pretty brave going up against a mouse, you know. They are known for having oodles and oodles of lawyers, and they've got as much money as they need to drag things out forever, so it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. In my opinion, the best case scenario is just Disney are like, alright, well, Sorry, here you go. Have this money. We settlement out of court. You know what I mean? Because honestly, well, yes, she does have a point. What she really stand to gain from it? I don't know. I guess we'll see. We'll see where that develops. i will be interested actually in seeing the the guy's point of view in that. If they think she's doing the right thing or, see so now and again, I actually do value the guy's input. It's, it's very rare, but I think the last time was on episode four. But you know, so another wee bit of news that I personally find quite interesting. I don't know about you guys. Personally, I struggle with sleeping. I have for quite some time, and obviously, I mean, if you look up how to help, how to get to sleep, a lot of the time it's you know blue light on your phone, on screens, on things like that, because the majority of people, let's face it, they will be on some kind of screen before they go to bed. So because of this, a lot of things these days, like your phone, for example, has a night mode. I'll dim it a wee bit. You'll get programs on the. The computer like Flux, which you know takes the blue light out. And something I'm happy to find out is that for anyone like myself that is on the Xbox Insider program, there's actually a new feature rolling out soon, and it's night mode. So it dims everything like they can possibly do. So not only is that the screen, the, the UI, but even the lights on your controller. So it's not just a yes, I want it to be in night mode or no, I don't you got a blue light filter, uh, you can pick different levels, you can set HDR to be on or off, you can have like a, a dark mode, which will literally just do all the UI, any game you play, like I said, the uh, you know, the buttons and things like that can be dimmed, even the power button on the Xbox itself, and you can like set this up, same with like a sleep timer, you can set it up for a certain time of your choosing, or just automatically like based on the, the clock of the console, and this is one of those kind of things that you do hear about and you think, oh well, why didn't they have that before, but also, you know, just glad that they've actually bothered to do it now, you know what I mean? I think that's a great idea, a great addition, so I think that'll be useful. Another wee bit of news, this one's maybe slightly controversial. So there's a, a game coming out Back for Blood, and if you've played Left for Dead, then You'll know exactly what this is, probably. Same kind of idea, you know, four-player co-op zombie killing thing. It's recently came under fire a wee bit because there's some clips surfacing and some of the sounds the zombies make sound like a racial slur. The developers have came back and said, though, that this is just a, a very unfortunate melding of two different kind of guttural zombie sounds. And, you know, they are doing everything that they can to get out because... I mean, for one, that should be addressed immediately anyway, and two, I mean, that's just suicide for your company if you're going to leave something like that in, so. But the the beta itself for Back for Blood, it did really well. There was almost 100,000 people playing it on Steam, and as far as I'm aware, all the reviews, all the kind of feedback is pretty positive. It's been a long time since uh, Left 4 Dead. I'm just like, it was Left 4 Dead, there was Left 4 Dead 2. In typical fucking Valve f- fashion, you can't make a third one. And not only do they not make a third one, they call it Back 4 Blood. Like, they literally skim over the three. Why not just make it, like, just Back 4 Blood, like F-O-R, and then Back 4 Blood 2. Why do you need to specifically point out that it's a four- Ridiculous, and I know the original like was left four dead because it's four people, but it just seems like they're pushing it the in our face, you know. Uh, another bit of interesting, shall we say, uh, gaming news is right. I'm I'm not a Fortnite player, right? But I've only just recently found out that they have like in-game concerts and stuff like that. And Ariana Grande had one just like last week or something, and basically it's just like you get a bunch of visuals, you get wee mini games and stuff like that. I think it was a llama on a rainbow or something. And then, you know, there's Ariana Grande, like that big, massive Ariana Grande dancing about in Ariana Grande music playing. And I know Fortnite has, like, all these you know, tie-ins and stuff like that. Thanos, Gamora, John Wick, like, Kratos from God of War. It's, it's obviously it's such a huge game, but I had no idea it had anything like that going on. That's crazy. And you know what? Yeah, I'm just I'm just gonna lay out there. I don't mind Ariana Grande. I probably would have played that. I probably would have went and, and experienced that if I if I'd known about it ahead of time. And I had a we look at you know who else had done this, and you've got like Travis Scott, Marshmallow, Dead Mouse, and I'm curious if you could see anybody in Fortnite because I know all our listeners love Fortnite, obviously. Who would you have if you could have any artist or band? perform which one would you prefer let us know i mean i do have a bit more news but it's bad news and hugh specifically would not like it horizon forbidden west that's been delayed which you know what? it's not really that bad it's the first quarter of 2022 and we're flying through this year i feel like this year has went so fast man and at this point, you know, this has been like the year of delays. This year and last year it's been ridiculous, you know what I mean? It's almost kind of expected, you know what I mean? And then again, it's it's always better to delay a game, make it decent forever than, you know, release it early and then it's just shit forever. So, I think that's fair. I think I pretty much went over all the news that I've got. Hopefully if was anything that I missed. Go and check out Dom and Angie's podcast that they just recorded. So let's talk briefly about things to look forward to. Something in-house in the the patch lads community. Our boy Hugh has a birthday coming up very soon so we're going to make sure to celebrate that in true patch fashion. Spark some cans, you know. We definitely need to get something planned for some kind of streaming together. I know we say this all the time but we will do something, we will get something organised so just keep an eye on the socials and we'll, we'll keep you updated. Hopefully it won't be too long and we'll have an episode with the three of us, the good, the bad and the ugly, I'll let you decide which is which there, but in the meantime I hope you enjoyed this episode if you haven't listened to Dom and Angie's episode get on that, and I shall see you next time guys, take care thanks for listening see you later